Okay. We are recording again. <laughs> recording again. For no what, one the knows that time. we recorded before. Oh my god. Okay, so welcome to our podcast. We read all the queer books. Um, and we have rules. Oh, we yeah. should introduce ourselves first. I'm Liz, she, her. I'm Baz, he, they. I like we do these not often enough that we forget how we start them every single every time. Every time it's different. <laughs> it's gonna, we're, it's a disaster. We are a wonderful disaster. Yes. Um, welcome to Queer Disaster Podcast. Ooh, that would be a good alternative name. Um, <laughs> it's, that's like our company title. Oh, like, or this is a specific type of podcast, but we are just. Or it's, we read all the queer books, colon, Queer Disaster Podcast. <laughs> Was that what you said? I think that's what you said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Anyway, focus. Focus. So, we read all of the queer books, and then we talk about them, unless we didn't like them, because we don't like to talk about things we don't like. That's one of our rules. So, that's one of our rules. The other rules are... They have to be queer. Yes. They have to be more positive than negative. Like, it can have bad things, but... It can't, it can't be, be explicit. Real. Like it can't be no, gratuitous. Like gratuitous violence. Um, but it, yeah. But then, and it has to focus on femme or non-binary people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are all the rules. So yes. we start with spoiler-free review. Yeah, so for this one, we're doing the Skolomance series. Yeah. Um, by Naomi Novik. Yes, and um, we're going to do the whole trilogy in one because it didn't really get confirmed to be queer until the last one. Mm -hmm. And also, it's just like a, it's a good set to just kind of do as one. together, too. So, I think the beginning, our spoiler-free is going to be really short because we're not going to try to spoiler-free three fucking books. No. So, the spoiler-free is... That the main character is in a magic school. Mm-hmm. Her the, name is Elf. Yes. Short for Galadriel. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this school is a magical school, and there are no adults because the school itself is a presence of authority. Yeah. It's not like they're without authority, but they're without adults. Yes. The school is like a prison in many ways right. that wizard teenagers are but locked it's in. But it's also their... alive. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's like ominous and benevolent in a way yes. that makes sense in a, that you will find out, but that is a spoiler. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. And um, But yeah, so the, the school takes magical kids from all around the world. So they're completely... I mean, it's not diverse. There's still there's a whole race thing in there. It's that they delve Ooh, into. Yeah, we'll it's talk about that later. That's just all really. But good. like, it's still diverse, as in there's literally at least someone from everywhere. Yes. Um. Yeah, so it's like more dangerous, right, to be outside of the wizard school than inside of it because. But it's dangerous to be in it. Yeah. There's not a good option. Like it's grim odds even in the school because they're yeah. like wizard magical creatures just want to eat wizard teens more yeah, than Yeah, I think she said it's like you're twice as likely or four times as likely to be killed outside of the school. I don't remember which. It's pretty, it's bad. But even in the school it's like half of the grade usually dies. That's the main plot line is that she's in this, this is her junior year, she's gonna graduate the next year is when it, that's where it starts out and she starts befriending people. 
And basically, that turns her life upside down, and that is the entire series, is she started talking to people, <laughs> and her life went to shit, but also got much yeah. better. So the main character <laughs> is, like, very much supposed to be, like, the Voldemort of this universe. Right. Like, and Mass then, destruction is what mm-hmm. she is good at. But she doesn't, like, want to be that. No. And she's just she mostly she's just be, really like super like she's resentful. Of yes, it. she's so angry and resentful. She's so angry and resentful. It's she's very relatable. Like also like a female character, I feel like you don't get to see a lot. Just like a yeah. young, like really angry teen who isn't like taught that they don't have to be angry about things beyond the plot. Um, it's really really well written. It's really funny. There's oh, yeah. female positive female friendships that aren't romantic, which is, like, pretty rare, so something that I always really enjoy. I mean, obviously I want, like, the romance, too, but <laughs> you don't get no, enough just, I like, really like friends. friendships. Which is probably because I'm ace, too. So there's <laughs> some of that. Well, like, I really like that she builds powerful friendships, and all of the characters, all of the characters really at some point get some level of fleshing out, even if it's just her figuring out mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's, like, funny, and is like, just it's so sad, beautifully It's sad, and it's hard, sad but it's, it's yeah. very beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's such a hopeful book. Yeah. That's not, like, but not it's, sappily uh, hopeful. No. Like, truly hopeful. It's, like, disguised as a very different book, right. but it's, like, secretly this really hopeful, radical, like, philosophy of change that's wrapped up in, like, a wizard school book. Yeah. So good. Um, it's also great as a series. I thought yeah. the end was just so well it's done. It's like such a it's a trilogy, and it's very it's a it's a good trilogy. It's very much an arcing trilogy. The second book doesn't disappear into the trilogy either, which is surprising. Every book is pretty short, and they literally each it one picks goes. up right where the next one left literally off. There's no the break. Minute after, like they could have been written as one longer right. book. And so it's just like it very much just keeps going. And so now that they're all out, too, like, such a great trilogy to pick up and just, like, devour and, like, just go for it. The audiobook, so fucking good. Oh, I haven't tried the audiobook. Fuck yes. Okay. Audiobook, definitely recommend. Um, but they're also super easy reads. Yeah. Oh, and we should probably say the first one is A Deadly Education, the second one is The Last Graduate, and the third one is The Golden Enclaves. And the whole series is the Scalaman series, which is what I said at the beginning. But that's what they're called if you want to just, like, Google them. So, on to spoilers. Oh, wait. Yeah, no. We're, we're fucking... Fuck this. We're on to spoilers. So... The first book is, what the fuck is it called? A Deadly Education. A Deadly Education. (laughs) Um, Starts with Elle So alone. Oh my god. (laughs) Elle being completely alone and having the star boy come in to her room and, uh, quote, save her, and she didn't need it, and she's super rude to him, and he doesn't know how to deal with it, and so he leaves, and then she, she just, just slams the bitches door. about everything, and that's, 
that's how you learn about this world is right away her just yeah it's bitching like, about it's like oftentimes something happens in the book and then Elle just bitches about it for like that's how you learn about yeah because it's, it's the first best. person perspective too yeah I feel oh, and like she's so angry I love she's her so angry and she's so witty and so funny and she's it, constantly like. Well, I could fucking just blow them up in like a right. evil green cloud, but I won't. I'm, a sorceress. I'm not going to. <laughs> won't do it. But I fucking could. And okay? then she hates that she's just not allowed to, to know. <laughs> do it. She is. She's so, so resentful of everything. Rightly so. Yeah. No, she's amazing. Um, she is super fucking traumatized. Um. So the book starts off there, and then that's like the beginning of their relationship. And then as she lets him into her life, she kind of starts to notice a couple other people who also want to be in her life. So she makes her first friends. But even after she does, she, like, cannot accept the no, fact she that someone would want to be in her life. Yeah, no. that That's, like, a running issue. But, like, the first book is all about her, like suddenly getting in one relationship which lets her get into another relationship and another relationship and then her being like what the fuck why am I in relationships I didn't want this I don't need this and then accepting that oh right I do want I want these connections and then the rest of the books is her definitely dealing with but do I deserve it should it happen what do I do with that am I just bad but, like, the first book is just her realizing that she suddenly has them. Like, she didn't do it on purpose, and I think that's what really frustrates her. <laughs> She's so mad. She's it's great. so mad. <laughs> and All confused. Of the time. Just confused. So. Yeah. So that's kind of the. Well, I guess so. The that's first the book. first book. I they, mean, they basically, like, clear out the graduation hall with all the monsters. That's kind of the. Yeah, plot so of Orion it. has been saving too many kids, and so the seniors. Um, are positive they're all gonna get murdered in the graduation hall because too many monsters are still alive and still around and um, haven't been getting their food. And food would be other students. So Ryan is saving too many of the students. It's one of those, like, there's no right answer things. Um, uh, L starts off being so hilariously pissed off at him for saving people. She's so mean to him. It's amazing. And then becomes his number one backup for, what do you mean? Like, he's doing the right thing. There's no good answer. So she very, that's a very hilarious thing to watch. It's very funny to watch Orion watch that. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> And then she gets so defensive of him. They're both so him. confused about how they made a friend. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting, because Simon Simon's really popular, but actually, like, likes people and gets it and stuff. And Orion is... Does not. Yeah, for reasons that... They go into. Yeah, you actually find out. You just think it's, like, just him at first, and then you find out there is more going on. Yeah, and then, like, the friendship kind of starts to transition towards romance more in the end of this book when, like, Orion kisses... Oh yeah, Elle Orion at the very kisses L, and then L has to push him off her so that she can actually save their lives instead of just letting them die like fucking morons. <laughs> Which his. Orion would have done. <laughs> yeah, so you know, L, you know, when she doesn't have anyone, she just constantly has to like she spends 
all of her energy, like... 100%. I was, after rereading that, I was, like, walking around inside and going into buildings, and I was just like, what if I had to, like, check every corner of the building if there's, like, hidden magical creatures? Like, holy shit. I mean, it it was very much anxiety. I I very much related to it in just that, especially because the whole thing is um, throughout the books, but even in the first one, she starts to realize what it would be like to unmask around people for the first time. Like, that's what it means to become friends to me, and I think inevitably kind of for her, is, like, learning learning to unmask means that you learn how much effort you put into masking, and that's what it was, too. Like, you know, like, they use these bigger things, but what it came down to, what's so relatable, is just, like, that constant anxiety... And that constant, like, neurodivergence, feeling different from the people around you, not understanding them, like, being ostracized. And her having to just, like, right, just, like, her great-grandma or grandma? I think it's grandma, like, telling everyone at a young age that she was going to, like, rain destruction upon everyone and just everything in the world telling her, like, you will be this evil, destructive, like, wizard and her just being so fucking angry about that but always holding it and being scared of it and scared of herself even right. though she knows she would never do it well but she's not quite sure until that guy tries to kill her and then she's like and then Fuck. she's like well if i'm not gonna become an evil sorceress to save my own life i'm not gonna become an evil sorceress and that's kind of a cool realization for her yeah is that she finally feels it. I also think slightly, not going, like, deep into the other books, but she has that realization again in, like, ev- which is I also... I feel like in every book, right? And that's but, like realistic deeper. to healing, too, yeah. right? That, like, you don't just, like... It's it, the spiral of yeah. healing. You get further away. Like, it's still... It's the same stuff. It comes back up, but it gets farther away every time. And it's... So yeah. I think it's not until the last book she, like, actually she, truly... Well, she can't heal in the first two because she's That's not true. sick. So the first two books she's in the school, and the last mm-hmm. book they get out of the school. That's that's the context for she couldn't have healed all the way in the first two books because, like, they're still in constant danger. Like, even though she finally gets help and support and, like, gets what she needs so she's, like, safe enough, like, it's never quite safe until she, like... Mm-hmm is out of there and, like, has done all this work and has an actual support system that she acknowledges as a support oh system <laughs> in the very last book. Like, it's so bad. Yeah. It takes her so long. It's, it's so, so realistic, well. though. Yeah. <laughs> and That's all so things good. considered, it's over a period of, like, two, like, one and a half years. Yeah, that's about right, yeah. I think. So, it's, like, it is very fast, but because it's so day by day, sometimes you're just like, she'll just get stuck on some stupid little, like, spiral, like, like we do, like, real people do, where it's just like, everyone hates me, like, this is the worst, I'm a horrible person, and then someone will just have to come up and be like, what the fuck, dude? I think at one point, Ad is like, this is the third time you've tried to make us abandon yes. you. Stop. Yes. She was like, what is wrong with you? Like, is, do we need to talk about this? Ad is such a good balance for her, too, because she's just, like, she's so grounded and practical. And, yes. like, oh she like, gets Elle really quickly. Yeah, and they just, they have such a lovely relationship. Like, their relationship is very much what makes 
the first book for me. Um, like Orion is hilarious and adorable. Don't get me wrong. I do appreciate him, even though he's a man. But, <laughs> but I fucking love the girls. Like, they're so sweet, but also, like, one of the things she really likes about them is they're both, like, very honest, mm -hmm. and they're very straightforward, and they say what they mean. So, like, when they're, when they're being nice, it's, like, very genuine and very simple, and I think it's just, like, really comforting. I think that's also kind of a neurodivergent thing. Mm -hmm. Like, the way that they show up as a friendship makes a lot of sense to me. Because it's really deep. Like, yeah. like, they, like, really choose each other and just, like, they just keep fucking choosing each other. And that's, like, so cool to watch. Um, and it's cool to, like, because they all have super different backgrounds, too. Yes. And so they, like, watch each other, or watch how they open up about that, and then, like, deal with those differences, and also that it's all the same, too. Like, they're all the same, they've been stuck in this, like, hellhole. They just, I mean, they just succeed in the end, and then they have to, like, um, start from scratch with all of these new relationships and all of this new stuff. Now they're the seniors. Yes. And so... So, yeah, yeah the second book picks off exactly where the right first then. one let off. Yeah, both, all of them do that. So in the second one, The Last Graduate, they're seniors. And so in the first one, I think only, like, maybe a month of time has passed. It's pretty short. And the second one is their whole senior year, but it kind of jumps through time. Some books, I feel like, that do long time transitions, they're either boring or feel right. disconnected. Right. And, like, this one is... Like, it's written just as cohesively as the, like, this is a month's worth of time in right. the first one. It's it's really, really well plotted. Yeah, the second book follows them as seniors. It's the whole senior year. And the basic plot for the first half of the book is um, Elle planning with her, her allies, her allies, the girls, and, like, getting all, like, ready for graduation as well as having classes and being screwed over in her classes and constantly attacked because the school has it out for her and then the whole thing the whole like first half is her slowly realizing what the school wants from her um and it just like builds and builds and we're not quite sure and she's not quite sure and she spent so long thinking it hated her and like wanted to fuck with her um or change her like, maybe it didn't hate her, but it wanted to change her into something she didn't want to be. That it, like, takes a while on our end, I think, yeah, to, like, definitely. accept the change as well. On a reread, it's, like, pretty obvious right away. Right. But, but like, she's so sure that she makes you so sure that, like, this is what's happening. Because it's all from her perspective. Yeah. So that the more sure she is, the more sure you are. <laughs> and I think it's, like, that's kind of cool. And then the only other, I think, major, kind of more major thing that's happening is, um, so with the graduation purge, there's, like, really, like, not, like, people aren't really getting attacked. There are hardly any males around. Um, I don't think we ever said males are, right, the name of the Oh, yeah, males creatures. are any, any creature that's not human that's trying to eat yeah. the humans. Um, and so there's, like, basically no males around, and Orion 
has always gotten his mana from hunting, and so he's just kind of like losing he's a it droopy, in a lot sad of ways. Little love. Yeah, and just like is really is making like increasingly worse decisions as he always makes bad decisions, but because he like misses hunting so much and misses the energy that it gives him, which is kind yeah, of, and, I think important. But in like no book. one. And no one really understands, including L, why he's doing what he's doing and why he's behaving that way, because he's never told anyone certain parts of that. Mm -hmm. This book is very much about developing relationships in the first half. Well, the whole book, but especially the first half. It's like, she's really starting to accept her allies and let the her allies accept her. She's really starting to accept that she cares about Orion a lot more than she ever wanted to or mm -hmm. meant to. And he, she, he's starting to, ex, like, accept her and, like... Well, he accepted her for a mile away, but, like, he's starting to, like, actually open up. Which he's been, and, like, never done before. Never done. And so it's, like, it also is forcing her... All of these things are forcing her to open up, which, again, she has also never done. Like, they are very much a bumbling pair. Yes. Like, they both suck at this. At one point, do you find out that... Um, Orion can, like, see Aura's, and Elle's Aura looks like a Mal's, and he, like, accidentally mentions it, and Mal is like, is that why you like me? And he's like, no. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, um, second one has more of, like, the school becomes a character, and yes. you also find out, like, the school's plan for a long time has been basically to, like, force Elle to make to friends. To, to force Elle to make friends because it wanted Elle to care enough to save everyone. Because that's the school's mandate. That's, is to save everyone. So it's, but it's yeah. not doing a good enough job. And it feels bad about it. I I think about it like a like... <laughs> like what? I think about it kind of like a like guiding mandate more where like you're like a purpose like the school's purpose is to protect the children yeah that's so what it, it says. has made sacrifices to protect as many as it can and then in l and orion especially mostly l i guess it sees so powerful enough to basically do a better no, job I than it's both been doing but it see it only talks to l but... right but that's because orion is gonna do whatever l wants so it like sets up l to be be in a position of power and in a position of relationship with the people she's in a position of uh, relationship with. the way she with, resents she's the most so you can. <laughs> she's so fucking mad. She's like, what do you mean? Like, you cannot control my emotions, but also I love them and I will protect them. <laughs> like, every, like, 50 pages, she's like, fuck, now I can't let this group of people die. Yeah. And it she's so <laughs> resentful. Oh, she's she like, I it. have to protect all of these dumb fuckers, and it's all your fault, you school <laughs> piece of shit, but also I will do it, and I will do it better than you did. Oh, and so I'm cool. like, Honestly, I relate so hardcore to that. Like, living out of fucking spite, even though you actually are happy and you do like the people you like, it's, like, fucking hilarious. Um, yeah. So that, I, I love the school as a character because yeah. it's so, it feels very alien and non-human. It's very much one of those, like, alien or robot tropes of, like, where they decide to, like, kill all the humans because their mandate was to save earth and right. earth, humans are killing <laughs> earth 
You know, it's like one of those things where it's like, it had a plan. And so it, like, cares about the plan, but it also doesn't have emotions because it's also just an entity with a plan. Right. Like, it's, it's like you a can't very... be mad. You know, even Elle, like, she, like, yeah, all she's the kids like, you hate can't the be school, mad at it because, but... you know, it's like one of those things, like, you can't be mad at a dog for being a dog. You can't be mad right. at a cat for being a cat. You can't be mad at a magical school magic for being a prison magical school. school. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would be dumb. <laughs> and then at the end, when they have to, like, strip the school for parts, Elle's like, yeah, everyone got into it because we have all always wanted to destroy this fucking school. Well, and the best part of that, though, is that the school's the one that suggested destroying <laughs> the school. Like, she's like... So it's, like, heroically sacrificing itself, but it in the least heroic way you can because it's, like, what it needs to do. I don't know. It is... I just like yeah, the character of the school Well, because it also, like... I feel like it doesn't really care about being alive because That's it true. kind of isn't alive, but it kind of is. Like, it has a I mean, level of object. consciousness, yeah. but it's, like, not... It's, like, not more complicated, but also, like... It tells, it talks to Elle in one of those really interesting ways where it's, to be clear, it never has a voice. Mm-hmm. It never talks to Elle. Non-verbal it's so communication. It's really good. Yeah, because it wouldn't work for anyone else. Anyone else would see a ceiling tile fall and just think a ceiling tile fell. Well, because Elle, her whole time in the school, too, has been like, this school, like, she's out to get me. And she, like, at first she just thought the school attacked everyone that much, but at some point she learned it wasn't even just Orion. Because, you know, Orion never gets attacked now. Like, other people never got attacked as much as Elle. Like, the school was always trying to drive her to where one her. And so, that was the interesting part of the second book, is that she always thought the school was trying to drive her to become a Malefizer, which is an evil wizard, a wizard that steals life from creatures and humans. Um, so she thought it was always trying to drive her to that, so that she spitefully was like, fuck you, I will never become this. <laughs> she makes all of her decisions oh on my God. spiteful all reverse it. psychology. I, it's, it's fuck. And the best part is that as she learns what the school is, she learns that it knows she needs reverse psychology to control her. <laughs> so it will pull reverse psychology, but she'll know. So it's one of those conversations where it's like, I know that you know that you're doing that for that reason, <laughs> but I'm going to do this for that. It's so, it's good. Oh my god, it's so well written. It's so funny. And again, the school never says anything. It's just her. She's talking to herself, <laughs> if you really think about it. Like, this is just her having conversations with herself. <laughs> She's my fucking favorite. That was amazing. Um, and she really develops her relationships with the girls, and they really develop a whole connection. And they get their mice familiars, yes. which are so cute. I love them. Precious, which mm-hmm. is fucking hilarious. Which I think Anne <laughs> suggested it. Yeah, and then it just happened, because of course it happened. So it's like a Lord of the Rings joke, but it's also kind of like, just funny, because it's like, not something... That Elle, like, Elle would never call anything precious. Like, that's just, like, not her personality. <laughs> and then on top of that, it's a Lord of the Rings joke, because her full name's Galadriel. And it's just, like, it's it's Ace. That is fantastic. Great. Um, and then I love that Precious starts. So, um, Lou says something at some point how, like, most familiars, like, don't exhibit, like, independent judgment in the way... Yeah. 
that. So, like, Elle and Orion, like, really, really want to bang in this book. Oh, But God, are like, oh, time. we can't get pregnant. So, like, you know, because yeah. that's what happened to Elle's mom. Well, and there's no contraception in this Yes. Place. To be clear, it's not like they had a choice. Magic, like, does not work for contraception. And they I have nothing else. why, but we know that. Yeah. Um, and so, it's like, they really want to, but they really don't want to cross that line in their relationship yes, because they're too. really busy in trying to protect literally the entire school. And they don't know if either of them will make it out alive, so they don't right? want to Right, so do they that. don't want to hurt themselves or each other by getting together and then dying. And then on top of that, they don't want to get pregnant. So it's like, there are such huge, big reasons they can't do this, and they both try so hard, and they end up making out just like a couple of times, and, Precious and it gets keeps so trying. close. Precious keeps like biting Orion's ear if yeah, it gets like too close hilarious. to <laughs> She's such a good little... She bites Elle, too, sometimes. She's like a chaperone. Even when Elle is just thinking too much about it, I'm pretty sure she'll, it's like, great. bite her. Um, yeah. So then in the second, more of the second half of the book, it shifts to them doing these, like, gym runs, which is basically the gym is, like, the danger room in X-Men, if anyone understands that reference. Um, you're talking to a bunch of geeks. I'm yeah, sure true. you're not alone. <laughs> um... Yeah, and the gym runs are just, like, fucking horrible. So Elle's just, like, super volcano, super volcano, and just, like, yeah. and doing her thing. And so they're super horrible for everyone else, but they're actually super amazing for her. Um, and she ends up having, like, both a horrible and a great time. She gets to, like, let loose and experience her power without fear for, like, the first time in her right. life. So she's, like, she really comes into herself. And so that's very much... The second half of the book, I feel like, is her coming into herself and into her power and showing it to other people. Yeah, because this is when everyone she, in the school learns about. Yeah, so what in she the gym, do. sometime in that halfway point of everything, um, people attack her because they've decided that she's a threat. Um, Which she is, that's fair. Right, it's kind of that thing. Like, as the time goes on, they really address the fact that she's like. I don't like what they did, or I even hate what they did, and I, but I, like, really understand why they did it. And that's always such a fucking mixed bag, dude. Like, it's not, it's not fun, to be honest. Yeah, they try to kill her multiple times. Yeah, and, like, because she's, like, basically indestructible, and she just, like, happens to have things and people watching her back, it's fine, so it's, like, a weird thing that you end up, like, giving these people a pass, and she kind of ends up becoming friends with some of them. Because Orion's, like, more mad at them than Ella is, because Ella well, understands yeah, of course. them, where Orion's just like, you tried to hurt my girlfriend I love! Right. <laughs> no, he's an idiot, an adorable idiot. Yes. But she has, again, it's the whole thing you said, political machinations, and that he is just a golden retriever puppy who is a kicked golden retriever puppy mm -hmm. in this one because he doesn't have what he needs. God. So yeah, the second half, she really comes into her own, mm -hmm. she really gets to understand everyone and starts to accept that she is a savior, and she has to be. She has to save every single one of them, and in order to do that, she is going to do anything she has to do, which is a very interesting, because it's like, that's exactly what the school did in some ways, but opposite because she's not gonna let anyone die i think it's a very i think the book a lot of times does the like 
ends versus the mean yeah. versus means versus ends. And Elle, like, her mom very much raised her to be, like, a the ends do not justify the means. Like, Ever. you don't get to sacrifice people along Ever. the way for what you think the future will be. And Like, it is never excusable. Yeah. And not even just people. Like, anything. Like, her mom is such a staunch pacifist. Like, she wouldn't kill a cow to save a bunch of people. And Elle has to do that because she knows if she starts up once with Malia, she, like... It'll be so impossible yes. to stop. Um, yeah, so it's. I think it's very much, like, because in the third book, too, kind of, like, the person who ends up being, the, like, villain in a lot of ways is also very much a ends justify the means person, and Elle is just like, fuck this noise. Right, and it's one of those things where she really understands both ways, where she's like, yeah, I guess out of the shitty options, you chose the right option, but I fucking hate all of these shitty options, and I am powerful enough to just change the rules. I mean, that's the thing, is that she walks into this whole world and is like, fuck this, I am powerful enough to change the base our society is built (laughs) on in one fell swoop, basically, Mm -hmm. and does it. And I just, that's a, a rare, I don't, I don't feel like, because I feel like when the, a lot of the savior things are, it's like one big task, like, you know, destroying the evil guy. Yeah. But her task is to rebuild society from, like, the base mm-hmm. without murdering society first, and that Despite is, the fact she very she easily, it would to. be so much easier I, to oh, do yeah. it that way. It would way. be so much easier to do it that way. She wants to on the level of just, like, it would be so much easier that way. But she cannot and will not. And it's just, like, it's such a good... Because it's the the main villain trope and the main hero trope put together. Yeah. And so it's so Oh, I didn't so think of good. it that way. That's yeah, really Yeah, she's true. both. She's the chosen evil <laughs> and she's the chosen good. And then Orion kind of is, too, in a weird way. And mm-hmm. also, he isn't either. Like, it's a weird fucking balance, and I really enjoy that. And so it all builds up to her realizing that she has to save everyone in the school, and she needs their help to do it, and so she just fucking goes off and makes them, and the school helps. Mm -hmm. The school manipulates, like, once she's explained the rules, if they don't follow the rules, the school punishes them. It's a very it's like interesting... like, you don't want to do this? You can't have food, I guess. Yeah. It's a very interesting concept of the the two authority figures, the two most powerful creatures working together actually for the good of all for the first time. Like, a they very of... genuinely force a lot of kids to do It's really... I really love how, like, these books tackle the, like, how do you make people make change even when they don't want to? Or it's, right. it will make them lose power and privilege to do it. So it's, like, against what they think are their best self-interests. Right. And it it's such a good... It feels so much more realistic than just, like, everyone decided Elle was right. It's, like... Yeah. And that's kind of how, like, regulatory law works, right? Right. Like, you're, like, we know businesses aren't going to be environmentally friendly on their own. So, like... And obviously it's not perfect, but, like, some just kind of, like system of fines or incentives. Right. Right? Like, they won't do anything without that. 
Right. Um, it sucks because it's like we both want to believe in the best of humanity and we both know that we have to take into account the worst of humanity's needs and wants. Yeah. And then there's this point where I think I think some of us and I think L kind of and I believe that like if everyone's needs needs were met human nature isn't necessarily evil. Same. It's just that so many people's needs are not met. Like, the majority of existence... Right. Everyone's needs are not met in some way. And in one of the very important ways. And so, like, that's very much what they talk about in this. Where it's just, like, that's what she realizes, is that no one... There's no way for... In this way for everyone to get their needs met. So they're all just desperately playing each other. Yeah. it's It's been interesting. So, for background i guess if there's anyone listening who doesn't know us which seems unlikely i'm in a like environmental sciences program right now and i've just been thinking a lot from this one class where we talked about like different perspectives on environmentalism we can also cut this out if this is just no, too ranty I like it. um about so you got aldo leopold who is from like a big environmentalist from wisconsin and his whole thing was like basically the only way to make people make good environmental decisions is by having, like, a genuine, sincere, deeply felt land ethic. So, like, your, like, love or care for the land around you. Okay. And then we sense. also have the, some economic people came in and talked to us about the perspective of just, like, just, like, what we were saying. Like, you know, people will not change unless you put something in place to redirect their behavior. And I think sometimes I have this idea of, like, but that's, like, it doesn't feel as sincere or pure, right, as the kind of, like, coming in t- from your interior like land ethic like you are doing this out of your own sincere beliefs but like I don't know also like I think in like reality right like you said like not everyone's gonna have their needs met where they can be in the space to like put in or like hold that care or have right. developed it and like you just like some people need to be like you know like it doesn't as long as they like do the right thing maybe it doesn't have to be sincere I don't know. I think it's more complicated than that. I mean, I think in the world we live in, yes. It doesn't have to be sincere as long as they are not causing harm. Yeah. Um, in the ideal world, that is in some ways what this story kind of goes with, with someone who has the real power to create change in such a way that would give so many people their needs to be met in this future... And it would give so many, like, just generations of people, like, change, systemically change their lives. Um, There's a lot of hope there Mm. that I just feel like is really powerful and really cool. Like, this, I mean, this is world-changing. What she does is world changing. And, like, that's something that's, like, beautiful and cool and powerful like something that like I think we all kind of think about um especially those of us who are kind of like on that line of like activist stuff and like you know like see all these things and all these injustices and just like really viscerally want to fix them Mm -hmm. I think it's just like it's a really beautiful thing to watch and it's really cool to watch it just be someone I mean she is just a person in, in it all. And she like, feels so real, too. Right. Like, that's what I mean. Like, she's just a person. Like, she might be 
the most powerful creature in existence, but she's also They're literally a 17-year-old girl who just wants people to love her and, like, is just a really cool person. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a really nice setup for a book and for a story. Um because too often, like, the characters with that level of power get lost in that power. And that's very especially, legitimate. especially, like, female characters usually, like, are not, they, like, can't handle their power if they're powerful often. Yeah, they often, like, the, it becomes a, a drug trope yes. like, really fast where, like, the more she uses it, the more whatever. And it's, like, the drug trope is there because she, um, Elle is, like, if I start using bad magic but start stealing it I will never I will stop. never stop but like she never does it she just right. lives her life it it doesn't stop her it doesn't it makes her be more imaginative and she learns to like lean into her power and trust that she will make the right decisions because she always has yeah and the fact that so many people around her that she loves and really respects trust her decisions really helps her trust her decisions. One of my favorite moments in the second book is when Elle, like, realizes that she's basically gonna have to, like, you know, like, implicitly threaten people with her power to save them, and she's so upset by it, and she runs away, and Ad follows her and tells her, like, the story of her sister, and, like, I don't, do you remember that? Kind of. Do you yeah. want to elaborate a little? Sure. I think it's just the moment where, like, I, well, you just, like, you really, you see Ad, and you see her seeing Elle in a really profound way. So basically, like, her sister died when she was a child. And right. okay. she kind of, like, I mean, she tells the whole story, and it's, like, really, really good, but, like, she kind of says in a lot of ways she sees, like, Elle as her sister. And, like... Right. And I think that's, like, maybe the, like one of the first times Elle has, like, really, like, been really deeply seen, and it helps her see herself better. (laughs) Yeah, I think that it's just really, the relationships that she builds with the girls are so powerful and so individual, and they build this, like, group together, and they all, like, they all have different classes and and different lives and different backgrounds, and so they kind of come in and out of each other throughout the books, and, like, but even though they they separate at the end and, like, separate in different ways, like, it feels like their relationships build on each other and they just get stronger. Like, you know they are never not going to be there for yeah. her. You know that these are lifelong well, they relationships. Well, the concept of an ally is, like, different than the concept of a friend because it is that person. Like, those people you are always there for. It was so nice to see that. Um, platonically, especially as an ace person and, like, as someone who has these really deep relationships with people that people have called romantic or questioned if they were romantic, like, my whole life. And, like, I've had to, like, deal with what that means because in many ways it has been romantic. But, like, I don't want to fuck them. Mm -hmm. And so then we always had to say it wasn't romantic because it's only romantic if you want to fuck them. And it's like, that, that's not how it works. <laughs> it's not how it works. And I just felt like... It's very binary. They, yes, and these books really did a beautiful job offering the many spectrum 
or the whole spectrum of relationships, mm-hmm. um, like good relationships. And it's really cool to watch that she creates relationships and a persona that are just trust embodied mm-hmm. and everyone around her ends up doing it, and even her, if they don't like her. And she doesn't, like, think of herself in any way as, like, a leader either. No, she, she like, does not <laughs> want to be at all. And she cannot, like, fathom that people, like, would follow her, her and, yeah. yeah, and like her. And that's the funny thing in the third book, again, in that in that last scene when people, like, come up to her and are like, oh, hey, I'll follow you to your, my death. And she's like, what? What? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? And it's like, no, actually, that's a very reasonable thing to say in the context of what's going mm-hmm. on, because you are the most powerful and the kindest person here. Like, you, <laughs> of course they should follow you, but that's not what nope. she thinks of. How she, like, sees herself. Anyway, so what I was saying, though, is that at the end of the second book, it all wraps up where she manages to get every single person out alive. They work together. It's really beautiful. She has to kill another mom out. It's fucking awesome and powerful. And they all get out, and she's at the very last second, and then fucking Orion... decides to stay and fight all of the mouths that they trapped in there. So that's what Liz was saying, is that the end, the way that they did it, is that they lured the mouths in, mm-hmm. and the kids got out. And so it's a whole complicated plot, honestly. And Orion basically book. pushes her out the exit, and that's right. where it ends. When I read the second we book... We read it two days uh, after it came out, and so we had to wait a fucking year? So long, and I was just like, I'm so, I'm so fucking mad. mad at Orion. We so mad. Ugh. We would just endlessly bitch about him. Fucking, I'm still mad, even though I understand <laughs> things more. I'm still mad, too. <laughs>